nothing is wrong with you. If when your business is not growing fast enough, there's nothing wrong with you. Number two, if your business is not making more money, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just, you haven't understood the concept of leverage. You're just doing what you thought you were supposed to do. Welcome to Too Legitimate to Quit, instantly actionable small business strategies with a pop culture spin. I am your host, Annie P. Ruggles, and my guest today is the friggin' brilliant Fabienne Fredrickson. For the past 20 years, Fabienne Fredrickson has been and continues to be a powerful mentor to tens of thousands of women business owners. She is the founder of boldheart.com and the Leveraged Business Program, which is based on close to 15 years of generating multiple seven figures annually with small children at home. And while she takes, get this y'all, 14 to 16 weeks of unplugged vacation each year. Most importantly, the program covers the techniques and mindset that she teaches that helps her members earn tens of millions of dollars collectively each year while they continue to scale and grow their businesses as well as their time off. Her most recent book, The Leveraged Business, How You Can Go From Overwhelmed at Six Figures to Seven Figures and Get Your Life Back, is the new definitive roadmap on how she's done it with heart and how you can too without sacrificing your life. It has already become the refreshing new step-by-step formula for business owners who want to scale their business to a million. I mean, that would be nice. Increase their personal income, stop working evenings and weekends, and actually enjoy their vacations without bringing a laptop. You can find her at boldheart.com. All the way over in France. I think this is our first French episode, listeners. I'm not sure. I'll have to double check, but I'm pretty sure if it's not the first French episode, it's the second French episode. And I have Fabian Fabian Fredrickson here with me today, who I get to ask this question. What do small business owners need to focus on this week? One word. Leverage. Uh Leverage. All right. You and your big, fancy, scary sounding corporate words. What is (laughs) leverage and why should I not be terrified of it? Okay. Leverage is usually not used in business. It's usually used in investing in other people's money and stuff like that. I do Mm -hmm. not use it that way. The definition of leverage is small effort, big results. Ooh, now that I love. Leverage sounds scary, but small effort, big results. Now you're singing my song. Tell me more. I'm a Leo. And the reason I share that is because I realized, obviously, the Leo is the lion. And I realized recently that lions sleep a lot. True. They sleep all day. Yeah. But when needed, they pounce. They make things happen. Huge impact. And then they can rest. 
for a lot of time. That's a cat thing. That's like my cat is like my cat will sleep all day. Mm -hmm. But if it's within two hours of food time, (laughs) that's his hustle time. He is loudly screaming. He is exerting all of his effort for the day. He is making a big impact on my day Mm -hmm. until I feed him. And then he goes right back to sleep. Yeah. I I share this with you, Annie, because there is this um, insidious way that we show up in business where we work all day long. And then after we have dinner and if we have kids, we put the kids to bed, then we go back to the computer and work until midnight. Yeah. (laughs) We work on evenings, weekends. If we take vacations, we bring the laptop with us. I know these are unwritten times, but let's remember when we did take lots of vacations. Oh, I did it then even worse. I was even worse back then, like tethered to my phone, tethered to my laptop. That is not the way to run a business. We overwork ourselves, pay ourselves too little, Mm-hmm. and are constantly thinking and talking about work. We are focused on the 80% of things that don't produce results instead yeah. of 20% of things that we could be doing that would massively grow the business. Let me give you some context. I've been in business for 21 years. Uh, I'm a business coach. I've worked with tens of thousands of women in business. Literally, collectively, they make a lot of money. Great men too. The way to grow, I've been at multiple six, multiple seven figures now for 13 years. Heck yes. Hold on. I got to ring my my sales bell for that. (laughs) (laughs) I only share that because I started off working all those hours, working on stuff that doesn't grow your business. And once I discovered the concept of leverage working on the 20% that provides 80% of the results and then sleeping the rest of the time, then going on 14 to 16 weeks of unplugged vacations. That is when everything changed. Oh man. Unplugged. Unplugged. You don't need to, you do not, if you want to, you can talk to your team for two or three hours per week. You can work even when you're not on vacation, you can work three hours a day. This is this is what I well, do. You just nailed the dream. For those of us who it's are in it, like, especially for people that are already making six figs or seven, or, you know, maybe they're like me, where they're like, I have a five month, and then I have a six month, and then I go back to a couple of five months, and then I go back to a six month, which is totally fine. But if you dangle that idea of unplugged vacations to me, that is like the beacon that's the lighthouse because i don't think i understood when i was a new business owner how hard it would be to disconnect unless you have systems and preparation for disconnection which of course when i was an early business i did not have and so i was the one like going down a water slide checking the phone yeah. being like oh hold on i gotta get into a zoom call and it's like you're in mexico dude be in Mexico. Let me explain to you why. Okay. Please. So I want you to think about your friends that are employed for a company. Let's say they work for corporate. Okay. Let's say they work nine to six. They clock in at nine. They deliver the work. Right. I have these stickies on my desk. Oh my God. You and me both. Delivery. Right. I deliver the work. I take my lunch break. And then at 6 p.m., I clock out. 
Done. Oh my God, you're my hero. Okay. Then you look at us. We still deliver the work to our clients. Yeah. And then we got to do the marketing. And then we got to do the sales. And then we have to hire and fire. And we have to manage and delegate. We have to deal with the finances, the payroll. If we have people, we have to uh, manage uh, projects and hold team accountable. Even if we have like one virtual assistant, where does that time live that lives outside of the nine to six? So what uh, the reason I'm sharing this with you is because this is also leads to leverage If we understand that most people are delivering all day and we're delivering all day and we have like another two or three full-time jobs. So we start with self-love around this. We start with compassion and we start with nothing's wrong with me. This is the name of the game until you leverage. Okay. Until you leverage. Until you leverage. So so first I want to say to every lovely human and soul that is listening to this, nothing is wrong with you. If oh. when, if when your business is not growing fast enough, there's nothing wrong with you. No. Number two, if your business is not making more money, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just you haven't understood the concept of leverage, and you're going uh, as I did. Uh, you're you're just doing what you thought you were supposed to do. Yes which is to deliver all day. Client work is the most important work, which it is not. Marketing in the beginning, marketing and sales, which is your uh, right? Marketing and sales, bringing in new clients is your number one job until you start making eight to 10K a month consistently. You got to fill the pipeline or you're catering to nobody, right? So that's the thing is we, I think sometimes, and I certainly did this at the beginning, like in my first couple of years, it's like I'd get a client and I would focus every single inch of my life on that client. And I would also spend every dime that client paid me reinvested in like a second because I would go, oh, okay, well, I got one client. That means five more are coming. That's just how it's going to be. No, five more weren't coming. I was taking all my time babysitting that client and violating my own boundaries to try to keep them happy, which is actually not how you make clients happy. Mm -hmm. Spoiler, bending over backwards and sacrificing yourself and getting burnt out and killing your adrenals will not make your clients happy. Apparently, apparently not. But at the same point, like that idea of no, no, no. What I needed to do is I needed to ask myself the question, how did I bring in this one client? How did I find them? How did they find me? What connected? How do I double down on that so I go and get more? Not let me basically babysit the these people's children from a distance and also like clean their whole house. I teach sales. That's not my job, right? Mm-hmm. But number one, one of the things that you did, and I number one, I want to kiss you about, and it was just hysterical because we were talking about in our little pre-chat that somebody came up after a speech and said that they wanted to lick your face. Your speech was so good. Well, I'm <laughs> I'm gonna go. 10% less weird than that. And, and I'm going to threaten to kiss you with consent uh, because we are the show of entrepreneurship reality. Yes. And I love that you said, thank you so much. I love that you said, if you're not growing, if you're not profitable, if you're not stable yet, then it's not you. It's the fact that you haven't followed the right plan. You're scaling noise. You're not following the right system because there's this 
we've talked about this on the show many, many times, but there's this extreme reverse stigma around entrepreneurship that it's remarkably easy, that it's the easiest and most liberating thing you could possibly do, that you quit your job and in four seconds and Tim Ferriss's four days and Chris Gillibo's hundred bucks, we're all going to be rich. And it's like, well, hold on. Then I get into this shit and I'm like, wow, this is incredible. I must not be cut out for this. No, no, yeah, that, you're not. You're not cut out for having four full time jobs, but nobody told you that. Amen. Hallelujah. Because we do wear every single hat at the beginning until you leverage. And you brought up something else that's so key in there because we think, look, I have to be more of a hard ass. I have to hire and fire and do the stuff you talked about. I need to be more strategic. I need to be more. I need to use my willpower better and, and all of these other things. And, and that may be true to some degree. But if you don't fuel all of that with self-compassion, you're not going to get very far. No. So can you talk to me about with your, and I know, and and this is the real deal, listeners, when she says she's mentored tens of thousands of people, she means tens of thousands of people. So lean in and take notes on this question, y'all. When we are in struggle, how can we infuse more self-compassion in our systems? In our systems, you mean our business systems or in our everyday systems? Both, either. Okay, so first Tell yourself that you are a genius. And here's what I mean. We're not going to walk around and say, I'm a freaking genius, but <laughs> I do <laughs> <laughs> as you should. Um, but first of all, only a certain percentage of people are brave enough to leave the rat race of pushing people around and doing other people's agendas and leaving the air quote security of a full-time job to do their own thing. So everyone else, not everyone else, I just want to be careful. Many people who are working for somebody else are, are not actually living out their life's purpose, are not doing something that feels meaningful, impactful, and satisfying. So just the fact that you opened up your own business uh, makes you a rock star. Okay, so first, self-appreciation. Second, understand that uh, the word entrepreneur, entrepreneur, is a French word that stems from the word entreprendre, which means to initiate. We initiate a business. We initiate uh, working with a client. We Because I've worked with so many people, and I still do today, um, and I have them take assessments, I know that we are wired differently than the rest of the muggle world. We are literally wired differently. We are wired, if you look at all the assessment scores, to start new things. We are high idea generators. We have an idea a minute. We start it. We love it. We love the thrill. The problem is, Annie, that we are also not wired to finish things. Oh, isn't that the truth? Mm-hmm. So what we do is we get excited, we start new things, and we and we go in a thousand different directions. You know, at Thanksgiving when you've got this big plate and you keep you put so much on your plate, it's really hard <laughs> to finish everything. It's yes. the same thing here. What we what we must do for self compassion is um, to buck the 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 thought system that 
society has that something's wrong with us when we don't finish things. I know I got humiliated and shamed at school uh, because I didn't have good grades. Uh, I, I, I failed and left college. Uh, I don't have a, a college degree. I don't have a coaching certification. Honestly, I didn't need it. I filled my wow. practice before I did and, and whatever. Somebody could judge me for all of that. But I'm going to appreciate the fact that, and I want to, you to appreciate the fact as you're listening to this, that very few people would have the courage to step away from the pack. Very few people would have the courage to do something that it means a lot uh, to us. And, and to really take on all this work, this risk, other people just don't care. Um, they don't have to worry about keeping the lights on and paying. We put up, we take on that burden. So the compassion is, I know I'm wired as a high idea generator, uh, uh, generator. And I also know and appreciate that it is a fact that I don't finish things, but I'm going to get structure for my nature. structure structure nature for your nature naturally you are finished you're not a finisher okay you could beat yourself up or you could say this is who i am and i can't change it and i can either beat myself up and feel like s-h-i-t all day or i can just get my needs met and my needs are i need somebody to hold me accountable. I need somebody to tell me what to do. I need somebody to help me finish what I start and keep me organized. And if you can find people like that, I I provide an organization like that. It's called Bold Heart. Look Uh, it up, y'all. Look it up. (laughs) If you can find a a team member to give you direction, uh, give you examples, uh, hold you accountable, help you finish, uh, uh, somebody you can delegate all the stuff that you're not good at so you stay in your genius zone or as we call it in bold heart, your unique brilliance, um, you will end up making so much more money. So self-acceptance, self-compassion for how you're wired. Don't try to go against the grain and be what the, the schooling system wants you to be, which is a factory worker. Yeah. Uh, somebody who works the line. You're never going to be like that. Heck no, I'm unemployable at this point. I'm completely unemployable. If I, I mean, my, my book. God, I am. I mean, and I did. A, I'm a hard worker. So that was always true. Yeah. Right. But I am obnoxious in more ways than one. And if I tried to go back into the workforce now, oh my it would God. Be, it would be a slow death. It would be a slow death because it would strip away stuff I've worked for in, in pieces. Now, I, I would be remiss if I didn't point out the title of your next book that you just said, which is Structure for Your Nature. Mm-hmm. Great book title. Mm-hmm. Ooh, book, next book. But I think that's so key because when I was first doing this or when I was coming out of having been in software as the director of marketing and sales and, and this very startup-y whatever that had very little structure, but more structure than none. And when I made the transition to being back out on my own again, I tried really hard to sort of bridle myself into this very strict work pattern where I sit and I do all these things. I work at energetic bursts. I just do. I love naps. I take a lot of naps. I love to start my workday 
early, take a big break in the middle of the day and then go till pretty late if I can. Um, I do a lot of the stupid TV, like let me watch my true crime stories and edit podcast transcripts at the same time because it's enjoyable to me. I could rein that in. But at the beginning, I was like, no, you will be best worker B. You are building this around yourself. Yes, I am building this around myself. And so how do we know if we're giving ourselves too many allowances or how do we know if how do we know if we're being too hard on ourselves when it comes to our nature or how do we know when we should lean in to the uniqueness that is us i think it really comes down to your emotional guidance system in the sense that how do you feel so a quick way to ask yourself is on a scale of 1 to 10 okay, here's what i want you uh, to do. I want you to write down everything, every single thing you do in your business from podcast. Oh God. Right. It would take a long time, but let's just for, for, for fun, yeah. write down yeah. everything. And next to each thing, you're going to write a number on a yeah. scale of one to 10, 10 being full body. Yes. Oh my God. God, I love this. This is bliss or it's fun or it, it, it comes naturally to me and I get better and better at this. And I could honestly, I could do this all day long and if asked to do it all day long for free tomorrow, I would say, you know what? I'll do that. That's a full body. Yes. 10 and a full and a one is a full body. No, <laughs> do this. I'm incompetent at this. I hate this. I would never do this for this free. This makes I me think. want to projectile vomit. Like, okay, right? put that on there. Okay. So if you look at all those things, there is your indication of your unique brilliance. Oh, there's that term again. I just love it. We use it a lot in our programs because who you are as a business owner, the goal. Okay. And this is how you leverage. It's, it takes a while uh, with my, the people I work with, it takes anywhere from two to five years to do this. And don't be scared. It's just a process, it's right? It's just a process. It's just a if process. If you know it's going to take forever, then when it does take forever, it feels better. Yeah. And, you know, I think we live in a culture of thinner thighs in 30 days, which is not going to happen. So, Understanding that it's a process, yeah. your whole thing, Annie, and everybody who's listening, is to move you out of the stuff you're incompetent at, out of the stuff you are competent at, and out of the stuff that you're even excellent at. And over time, my role, my, my goal for you is to move into your unique brilliance activities only, only yes. the things that are nine and 10. And let me tell you why. Okay. I'm a spiritual person. You don't have to be spiritual um, to, to get this concept, but you were made exactly the way you were made for a purpose. Yeah. I believe that we are all made on purpose with a purpose for a purpose. Mm. And there is an imprint on who we are and it is no accident. The problem is you, I'm, I'm making this motion of like the onion, all the layers of the onion, um, that, that, that juju, that divine creature just as you are, is being clouded over and is not shining in your business and in your life because you're doing stuff that you're competent, incompetent, and even excellent at. Once we delegate, once we create systems, once we leverage a team, leverage your time, leverage systems and processes, leverage a different 
business model and we move all the stuff that doesn't make you happy, then you can take your unique brilliance and those activities are the ones that you will make 80% of your money doing 20% of the work. And I love that you put even things that you're excellent at on that list. For example, I am amazing at Canva, y'all. Like, could I just tell the whole world if there was an international Canva conversation or competition, I would slay. Now, <laughs> here's the thing. Do I have time to play around in Canva all day? No, my zone, that list, my two nines and tens are podcasting and teaching my clients. And so I already promised myself this year, and I love that we're having this conversation at recording right at the beginning of 2022. It'll come out um, closer to early spring. But the I have committed myself to doing more of just those two things, podcasting and teaching, and less of literally everything else. And what everything. happened, and also what kind of clients I want, right? So my membership is month to month or annual. I really prefer my annual people because then I know that I have them for a whole year. It also changes my pipeline a little bit, right? It's actually a loss because I discount a lot for my whole year. But for me, I'm going, okay, hold on. These are the activities that lead to month-to-month -month clients. These are the activities that lead to annual clients. I want more annual clients. Things that I'm awesome at, speaking. I'm a second-generation speaker. Things that are not going to get me annual clients this year, speaking. So I've stopped. I stopped all of my memberships to all of the aggregate sites where I could go talk to the, you know, independent dermatology mid of the Midwest people. Not that that's not great. Love you, dermatologists. But is that going to get me annual members? No. Therefore, does that need to wait or be delegated? Absolutely. And in this case, I can't delegate keynotes. I can't send somebody in my stead. So it doesn't have to go away, but it does have to wait. So I love that you're giving us that lighthouse, that beacon of this is the chunk. Aim at this. Yes. Everything else needs to be farmed out, shipped out, or streamlined, probably all. So Annie, your word, if I may, you probably are, already have a word for this this year, but my word for you would be leverage. I love my, it. My other word for you would be well, actually, I'm going to take a word, two things and create a, a, a phrase. Okay. Leverage my unique brilliance. Ooh, 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 okay? ooh, ooh. So here's what I want you to think about. And I'm saying this to you, but I, I want everybody here listening. What is your unique brilliance and how right now you may be spending 20% of your time, 30% on your time of your time on your unique brilliance. I want you to leverage a team, leverage your systems, everything that's in my book. I wrote a book called The Leveraged Business, you guys. Um, and I can, I'll tell you how to get a free copy. I'll give you the URL a little later. But basically, it's how you can go from overwhelmed, whether at six figures, and then and get to seven figures with your life back, making so much more personally, working much less, is by taking the 20% you spend on your unique brilliance and growing that to 80%. Here's why. It is math. It is comp the compound effect. So I'm going to take you back. Listen, I'm not uh, a math whiz, okay? I, uh, but we're, this, we're a fan of fake math on this show. Just fit yeah. some numbers. We'll make it work. Um, I want <laughs> you to think about 20% of your activities are getting you the most and best clients. 
80% of your activities are getting you the worst and least clients. So what if we were to stop or delegate or automate or evergreen or whatever, the 80%, or just give yourself permission not to do those things anymore and get super strategic about taking the 20% activities and bumping them up to 80%. You would make more money. You would increase your impact dramatically. You would increase your joy uh, and bliss dramatically, and you would increase your downtime dramatically. And increasing your joy and bliss is freaking important, y'all. You're doing all of this hard work. You're exerting all of this bravery and effort. You should enjoy what you're doing. That is not an afterthought. Our lifestyle, our experience, and the nature of our days cannot be an afterthought after this thing that we call success. It can't be. If we wanted it to be, then we should have stayed in corporate where we can be a cog and work for 50 years and eventually get a nice certificate. We are building this. We have to build it around ourselves. Our happiness is not negotiable. It has to be infused. And that also for people in partnered relationships, for people with kids or extended families, especially for caregivers who are taking care of the whole world, you got to take care of you because nobody else is going to. No, especially I have to say this. Okay. I meet too many women who come up to the mic at my three day events and lick your face. (laughs) (laughs) They say they'd like to lick my face. They haven't yet. They come up to me and they're shaking up at the mic because they don't make their own money enough of it. And let me explain what happens. Okay. When I'm just going to say women, but I'm good. It's it's an inclusive term. And and if if you're a guy, if you, whatever, everyone, but everyone, but especially women, everyone, but especially women, because of how our society breeds us. uh, We are uh, in uh, many times in situations where we, uh, the masculine is rewarded and has been for 5,000 years, right? Doing, doing right. And, and the feminine energy, whether you are feminine, female or not, the feminine energy of being Mm -hmm. is seen as lazy. Um, we are put into roles where we nurture everybody else and we get paid less than everybody else. And we, we, it has us doubt our value in the world. All of that to say, many women don't have a voice or a choice. And let me explain Ooh. that further. Oh, mic drop. Oh, okay. Even if you are in an affluent marriage, that is a happy one. If your spouse makes more than you, you, yours is not the the final decision. Okay. Your voice doesn't matter as much because you don't make more money than let's say he does. Let's say you are not in a relationship, but you are in a corporate situation or you have, you're self-employed, but you have a toxic client, but that client holds you uh, hostage. Yeah. If they leave, you've got nothing. Right. And a lot of times we have little people who are depending on us. Right. So 
if you're not making your own money and lots of it, you don't have a choice to leave. You don't have the voice to speak up. And so we are dependent on and beholden to other people because we don't make our own money and lots of it. I'm going to say something controversial. I'm married. We're about to celebrate our 20 year anniversary. I've got three kids, teenagers, but I don't need Derek Fredrickson. Amen. Hallelujah. I love him deeply. I will, I choose him every single day. Yeah. I choose him again and again and again and again, but I don't need him yeah. because I make my own money and lots of God, it. I so love my voice that. counts. My voice counts. I weigh in on decisions. Uh, when I want to do something, we can do it. And it's a kind of not necessarily a reversal of things mm-hmm. because he's very successful too. He helps me run my business. He has his own business as of recently on the side. Um, we are equals. Yes. And I love that. I love that you brought that up because Ryan Ruggles is a hobbit with a really cute butt and a really great job and seemingly endless support. But in, especially during COVID, when my business got hit so badly, there was a long stretch of time where I was more dependent on him. And it wasn't hard on him. He was like, babe, I believe in you. You'll bounce back. You've been massively successful before. It'll happen again. You're working so hard. I'm so proud of you. Like, I'm so lucky that that was his genuine, like, spiel. But that didn't change the fact that I felt totally useless every time it came time for the mortgage and he was paying one dollar more than me when that was happening I was like no I'm not equal I'm not pulling my own weight and and I don't have kids but I also know for a lot of people with kids they don't want those kids to see mom or dad or parent or whoever it may be showing up in a way that is struggling for me like I watched my mom make a lot of money and my dad was quasi-retired And so I thought, well, that's okay. It's I kind of grew up with this idea of like it can be more disordered and that's fine. But now I look back and I'm like, wow, that must have been really weird and hard on my parents to have this income discrepancy. And so I love that you're not only just saying, hey, ladies, hey, dudes, hey, everybody, make your money. You're saying make money and make a lot of it. A lot of it without apology. Amen. Why do we apologize so much for our money? Oh, 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 I, that's another podcast. Well, let's get to that one. <laughs> what I want to say is you could not be a better example to the people, whether they, they, uh, they are, you made them <laughs> your, your own little people or the people who follow you yeah. than, than making your own money and lots of it. Don't be a jerk about it, obviously. Um, don't rub it in people's faces, but I think my, my kids, my kids make their own, or one of my kids makes his own money and lots of it for 16 years old. Uh, he has his own business. Tell him to come work for me. I could use some of that hustle. (laughs) And all my kids think it's perfectly normal to have Mm -hmm. 300 clients and to be making seven figures and to take 14 weeks of vacation per year. You become an example in your life. So the, the, let's go back to leverage. When you're not yet making eight to 10K a month, you need to leverage your unique brilliance and you need to leverage the marketing activities that we call in uh, the Bold Heart Business Program, MGAs, money 
generating activities. <laughs> so for you, Annie, and everyone else here, I want you to think about who your best client is and what your best program is. And for you, uh, the people in your year-long program are the ones that you should be focusing on. I- I'm not. I'm not coaching you. Oh, go ahead. I'm happy. <laughs> so, so to take this week, next week, whatever, uh, carve out one, two, three hours, and just say, where do I get my best clients? How much time am I focused on? those activities per week, what if I were to take that from a 20%, let's say to 80% at the exclusion of everything else? Everything else. What is actually not producing results? Leverage that marketing. Okay. The leverage your marketing is chapter five of the leverage business book. Leverage your time is chapter three and leverage your time is not about time management. My dear friends, it is about leverage. It is about looking at how you use your time and the results you get from that time. Say no to people who hijack your time because it's their uh, agenda. Give yourself your agenda of how you use your time. Do, are, do you need more clients to get to 8 to 10K a month? Then stop doing all the things that aren't doing that. Focus on your ideal clients and the activities that will bring in those clients. MGAs. Oh, I love it. M-G-A's. When you are at 10k a month consistently you 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 move into the leverage uh era if you will a phase of business which is there's no more of you to go around you're at full practice capacity and you need to focus on egas i talk about this in the book right egas are exponential growth activities at the exclusion of even money generating activities, because there's a certain point in your business that making money is actually slowing down your business. Let me explain. We focus so much on feeding the machine and that, you know, and getting money and working on the small things that bring in the money, as opposed to taking a small step back and focusing on the exponential growth activities that will bring in the exponential growth. So it took me eight years to write this book. Eight years. Congratulations. Sometimes I wake up in the middle of the night, Annie, I'm like, crap, I just put everything in here. Like there are Mm -hmm. very few secrets left of how to get to seven figures. So I want you to all read it. Y'all get the book. Come on. (laughs) um, Blood, sweat, and tears in this. But it got to be a point where it was like, honestly, Year after year, I was at 90% of it being written. And I'm thinking, and one of the things I teach to all of our members, you don't get uh, results from things you don't finish. Yep. There's that finish. There's that start versus finish. Right? I'm worried. I mean, like you. God, right? my book is sitting at, I don't know, 20%. <laughs> so the fact that you're set at 90 for so long, I think mine's been years. eight years at 20%. And, and it was an embarrassment because yeah. my, I, every year in our planning and strategy day with our clients, I would say, I would say, you don't get results from things you don't finish. And I was yeah. every Not year finishing. putting the book until one day I said, I am going to leverage my time. Mm. And instead of working on this, that, and the other program, I stopped the, the all the these three programs and i used my time to finish the book which is an exponential growth activity in the sense that i'm i'm super vulnerable and super straightforward 
I hope that you get this book. I hope that you get, you read the introduction and say, holy shit, that's me. Yep. And I hope that you go take the assessment and I hope that you get the cheat sheet and I hope that you get the video series and I hope that you come to uh, uh, one of my online events if it speaks to you. This is not for everybody. And I hope that the right person one day comes and works with me. Yeah. I'm not going to sell people into this. I'm going to keep giving and giving and giving and giving until you say, wow, she makes a lot of sense. I, I need structure for my nature. I need somebody to t- give me the strategy for the year and tell me what else not to focus on. I need somebody uh, I, uh, to, to talk to every six days. I'm here in your life every six days yep. to give you the direction you need. I am here to provide accountability on a daily basis, to provide the community that you need so that you are not alone. Because when we are alone, we are in self-doubt. When we are in self-doubt, the law of diminishing intent and all the things, all of our big plans fall through. So diminishing intent is a bitch, y'all. For those of you who don't uh, know that term, it basically means the longer it takes or the longer you wait to do something, the less likely it is. This is one of the reasons why I make everybody put their prices on their website, because the longer your client has to dig for that information, the less likely they are to hire you. So, Mm. you know, that's but I think that that's so, so major in terms of, you know, giving the book out and saying, I want you to have this. I want you to get there. That's an EGA. earned by years of MGA, right? So what, what I don't want listeners to hear is, okay, what I need to do is double down on writing a book and I need to give it away for free to a million people. Yeah, maybe if you're consistently making that eight, nine, 10 K a month, but until then y'all keep focusing on on that 20% getting that to 80% MGA. Now this conversation, I feel like I could have for 7,000 years, but I also brought you here under a different context. And I want to be semi-respectful of your time because, you know, otherwise I'm just going to keep you all day. Um, What the heck does any of this have to do with electronic music, Kelly Rowland, David Guetta? Like, what's going on with the dance anthems and leverage? When Love Takes Over is the song that I used to use at my events. And it has so, I'm not going to, it has so much um, relevance to being a business owner. We talked about self-love and compassion. We, um, one of the ways that I teach marketing and and sales is to uh, not be a jerk, uh, to to love yourself enough to show up exactly who you are. So yep. I want you to be, if you're in the, the MGA part, I want you to use at least four hours a day on marketing, but marketing that reflects you. If you're yep. funny, be funny in your marketing. If you're spiritual, be spiritual in your marketing. If you are um, practical, be practical yeah. in your marketing. Love yourself enough to show up exactly who you are. When love takes over your marketing, you'll get leveraged results. When love takes over your, um, your sales, you'll get leveraged results. When love takes over your, the way you manage your time and you honor yourself, uh, you get leveraged results. When love takes over how you deal with your team, you get leveraged results. When love takes over 
you grow your business. Don't be doing jerk type business growth, jerk type marketing. Nobody wants that. Be you. Be you. Embrace all the quirks. Embrace all who who you really are. That was stunning. I don't think I've ever asked a question that has been so soundbite perfectly answered before. I'm kind of in awe. Just like, <laughs> well, damn. Okay. That is what it has to do with David Guetta and when love takes over. Because you're entirely right. Like, I, the biggest and most bold choice that I made, and I don't even remember when I did it, but it, it worked out so well is I took my bio, my written bio, and I put a bunch of me into it. And so my bio starts, Annie P. Rugg, or for over a decade, Annie P. Ruggles has harnessed her Hulk-like disdain for hard sales. Now, not everybody that I'm on a podcast for wants to say Hulk-like disdain. So they just say like, Annie doesn't like hard sales. Fine, that's their prerogative. But most people go, I've never read a bio like this before. This Mm -hmm. is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Or like this weird ass podcast. This is all me, baby. Right? But the thing that I did that I just got the biggest kick out of, and when I get a kick out of it, my clients and people do too, is what I learned is that I took my bio and I also just made a Venn diagram. It's got three circles. And one of them says like founder of the non-sleazy sales method. The other one says like speaker, writer, blah, blah. And then I was like, well, what am I going to put in this third chunk? And I couldn't figure it out. So I was like, well, I should just talk to me. So I put soul of a Muppet. I honestly think that me, and I put that on LinkedIn, soul of a Muppet, Instagram, HSP, empath, soul of a Muppet. I put that everywhere. I think claiming to be a Muppet made me more money in 2021 than anything else. Seriously! And it's ridiculous, but here's the thing. That's when love takes over. That's yeah. when love, me loving me and honoring my weird flaily self and not trying to sit here on a podcast and go, Fabian, thank you so much <laughs> for being here today, which is fine for people that that's what, them, what but that's I not you, you and that's in not our, me. In our pre-call, I said, oh my God, you are so likable. I thank just fell you. in love. Right. There's I wrote another book just for for fun uh, called Embrace Your Magnificence. And it's about embracing who you really are (sighs) and understand that you were made that way on purpose, for purpose, with a purpose. Embrace your magnificence and and you do you. God, I love this. But exponentially. So I got two more questions for you. Yes. Um First is first, I'm thinking about my dear friend, Lowry Olofsson, who is an amazing songwriter. And he writes these things called power songs uh, where he takes people's aspirations and mottos and all the things and turns them into music. But you have all of these beautiful gems like, you know, unique brilliance and embrace your magnificence and all of these really great phrases. Uh, Structure for your nature. The next book. Um, Noted. If you were going to write a... David Guetta style dance anthem for the entire globe, like to the point of like the black eyed peas. I got a feeling, which is also David Guetta. Uh, if you were going to write a anthem, which of your branded phrases would you want to be the core of that anthem? I, I would have to say it's embrace your magnificence. Nice. Um, yeah. I, I, do, do I have time to explain briefly? I I'll, guess. I'll just as say As long this. as you have time, I got time. I, I, I'm I'm so uh, triggered when a woman, especially, apologizes for her, herself when she doesn't take up. She doesn't realize that you can be powerful 
and emotive, powerful, and we'll call it weird, powerful and spiritual, <laughs> powerful and a boss-like. Um, own your worth. Own who you are. Stop apologizing. Get your needs met. Take up more space. And the way mm. you do that unapologetically is to embrace your magnificence. Amen. And who's as the soloist? Warts and all. As so is. We have Embrace Your Magnificence, David Guetta featuring Fabienne Fredrickson, and who? Whose voice are you putting on this anthem? Including yours. Oh, oh my God. I don't even know. Uh, I, you know whose voice I love? Q-Tip. Okay. Done. Q-Tip's voice. Done. It's, Done. It's Embrace Your Magnificence. <laughs> David Guetta featuring Fabian Fredrickson and Q-Tip. I'm in. Hysterical. This sounds like the best song ever. <laughs> Tell us, I need more of this in my life. I got to get this book. What is the best way for our listeners to come into your world? And I know you have some really awesome magnificence around the book. Please tell us more. Yeah. So listen, if you just want to find out more about me, the place to start is boldheart.com. You can get the book there, but I especially want, whether we ever cross paths uh, uh, or not, I want you to go to the member success stories tab or whatever it's called. And I want you to take some time and watch the videos. I want you to take some time and read the dozens and dozens and dozens for the sole purpose of stretching your belief for yourself around what's yes. possible. It's okay? possible. It's what's possible. Possible. Because when you see other people do it, I, we took several, um, like five or six women to a million last year. Oh my God. How incredible. And you know, just, you could be standing next to them at the grocery store with their kids and you would not know that they're generating a million or more in their business. Just people like you and me, right? Don't put me on a pedestal in any way. I'm just, I'm just a few steps ahead. So boldheart.com is a great place to start and you can, I would get I would get the leveraged business and you can get it for free. Just pay the two dollars and ninety five cent shipping. So like, you know, I think that's honoring. You can yeah. go to the leveraged business dot com. I'll say it again. The leveraged business book dot com. And that's where you can get the book. You can get the cheat sheet of the eight activators. We didn't even get some time to dive into all eight of them, but um, you can get the cheat sheet. So you can leave it on your desk. Some people laminate it, refer to it all the time. You can get the assessment that tells you uh, which of the eight leverage activators you should be working on first to grow your business. I'm I'm all about giving results in advance. I want to wow you. I want to wow you with the free video series. I want to wow you with, holy crap, this works. And if it ever makes sense, raise your hand. Let's let's talk. I would oh. love to support you to make your own money and lots of it. Well, and I'm going to be reading the book, y'all. So if you want a book club with me, uh, let me know. Let me know what page you're on. Let me know what you're loving. I'll take the assessment with you. We can share answers. We can be accountability buddies because I cannot wait to get my hands on this book. Fabienne, I got to have you back so we could talk about 97,000 more things. I, I just I'm free love that you. Week. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> yeah, you're free that forever. I appreciate 
appreciate it. I want to be with you all the time. Oh my God, please do. Okay. And I, uh, just person to person, even though they're still listening, thank you so much. I cannot wait to see where our relationship goes because mm -hmm. every single thing you said today, I felt in my very soul. Mm -hmm. And it's, I want people to hear out there, the struggle is not you, the struggle is the game. So lean into that magnificence, lean into that brilliance and get that 20 up to 80 and then we'll talk because we'll all be making millions. Yeah. Oh, thank you so much for being here with me today, Fabian. You are such a dream. And thanks everybody <laughs> for, for listening. I'm so glad you could be here with us. Thank you for this honor of having you listen to my words. Y'all, I'm a dream. <laughs> well, this dream will be back in just a second with my final thought and your homework for the week. Well, hey there, listeners. Is anybody else inspired to take a machete to their to-do list now? As I mentioned during the episode, I've already worked hard this year to narrow my focus to the activities that I love most and that also best serve my clients directly. I'm a hands-on girl, and yet I know there is still fluff in my schedule that can be trimmed and tasks that can be delegated. Why? Well, until today, I never thought about structuring for my nature. I have walked this tightrope between self-forgiveness and self-torture, trying to find the magical recipe that will help me work like, air quotes, a normal human being, instead of honoring the fact that I'm atypical and my business is too. And don't even get me started on the pressure on being a, air quotes, good entrepreneur. I am so soothed, delighted really by the revelation that if I stop resisting my nature, beating myself up and overthinking it all, not only will I obviously feel better, I'll get that time and energy back. What could I do and what could you do with all that extra oomph? Well, let's find out. Our homework this week is to do exactly what Fabian said and write down all the tasks you do in whatever a standard work week is for you. Every task, y'all. And as you write them down, I want you to pay close attention to your body and to your mental chatter. Do these tasks light you up? Do you beat yourself up? Does thinking about them make you want to take a nap? Or do you leave feeling more energized than before. Then identify the tasks that feel the absolute best in the doing, not necessarily just in the after-party praise phase. Then let's keep it really simple here. I want you to pick just one task from the list and double the amount of time you spend on it this week. Yes, something will have to give in order for that to work. I recommend cutting something that ranked terribly on the very same list. How does that change the nature of your day, your work, your work-life outlook, your future? What changes for you when quite literally the love takes over? Hey, thanks for listening. Too Legitimate to Quit is brought to you by the Non-Sleazy Sales Academy and me, your host, Annie P. Ruggles. 
Listen, we talk a lot about marketing on this show, and that's because I fully earnestly believe that every dime and every moment we spend marketing is totally worth it unless we turn around and sabotage ourselves at the finish by refusing to sell and sell beautifully. Why? A lot of us have a misconception of what selling actually requires of us or who it needs us to be. Please give me the opportunity to help change your mind at www.nonsleazy.com. That's N-O-N-S-L-E-A-Z-Y.com. Big shout out to the fabulous dudes who helped make this show what it is. My producer and editor, Andrew Sims of Hypable Impact. My composer, Riley Horbastio and my show artist, Francois Vigneault. They're all fabulous, and I'd be glad to introduce you. Until next week, just do your best, and remember, you're too legitimate to quit.